T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Two hours away from the NFC Championship game at Lincoln Financial Field to discuss... We go to our ace, Shiel Kapadia of the Ringer, and he joins us right now. Shiel, uh, Shiel's got a sponsorship now, Jack Fritz? I know, a big game, Shiel Kapadia, as they call him. Well, there you go. He's brought to us by Miller Lite Ticket Giveaway. Joins James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks, and Brett Selleck at McSorley's in Ardmore. That's tomorrow night for a chance to win tickets to Sunday's game. Celebrate responsibly as Shiel joins us right now. What's up, Shiel? I mean, Jackson didn't tell me that. Now, next time I see him, he owes me a couple Miller Lights. That's what I took from that. We actually have a couple cases of them here at the uh, at the <laughs> at the building, so I'll bring you some, Shield. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, like last week, I started the week off talking myself into this could be an upset, and then by the end of the week, I was like, "Yeah, the Eagles are probably going to win this game." This week, like by Thursday, I'm really anxious for this game, and I'm wondering how you're feeling about it from an Eagles perspective. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, I don't remember a time where, like, the Eagles fans in my life, whether it's text threads or whoever you're talking to, were this confident about the team going into a big game. I don't know if that's a good thing, if that's a bad thing, but for a long time there, you know, there would be kind of that uh, sense of dread. You'd be thinking, worst-case scenario. I don't know if that Super Bowl win in 2017 changed everything. I don't know if it's a matter of you just watch this team all year long. And they're freaking 15-1 and one when Jalen Hurts was the starter. I mean, every, every right. time a team kind of threw something at them, they had an answer. So those factors, being at home, going against the rookie quarterback. Uh, listen, in, in August, if I would have told you you got to beat, beat Brock Purdy at home to get to the Super Bowl, you're saying, uh, where do I sign up? So I understand <laughs> where the confidence is coming from. Yeah, what'd you think of Jalen's uh, play last week? How'd you, how'd you think he looked? He was the question mark going into the game versus the Giants, what he would look like. What did you think? Yeah, I think one of the things that's underrated about Hurst is, like, he understands exactly what the moment calls for, what the situation is. You know, sometimes, like, Josh Allen, he plays a week three game uh, when they're up 20 points like it's the Super Bowl, and he's hurtling over guys, and you're going, man, he might get injured. It's a long season. And so that stood out to me with Hurst. Like, I think it was his second possession. They're running a little zone read with him, and he keeps the ball. There was a third and three where it was a designed run with him, but he gets out of bounds. And then just that deep ball early on to Devontae Smith. I mean, Jalen Hurst has thrown such a good deep ball all season long, and that's really been a huge factor with the offense. So I wouldn't, you know, tell you that, uh, yeah, I thought he was absolutely 100% and exactly the same guy he's been all season because that wasn't really what the situation called for. You know, we didn't really get those moments because it was a blowout at halftime. But at the same time, the game plan, they were using his legs. They were using the option runs. They ran a QB sneak, and I thought the arm uh, looked good. So I, I think it was all encouraging signs for this weekend and potentially the Super Bowl. The coaching matchup is going to be more important and bigger than a lot of people think. Um, how do you see this shaping out? I mean, from Cal Shanahan going up against Jonathan Gannon to Steichen going up against D'Amico Ryans, I think there's a great chess match going up on both sides of the ball. How, how do you think the coaching matchup uh, shapes out? No, no doubt about it. I, I mean, just starting with Shanahan versus Gannon, I mean, listen, Shanahan has gotten the better of most defensive coordinators he's faced to get to the NFC championship three times in four years, twice with Garoppolo, one with Purdy. And by the way, it's not like the offense isn't doing anything in this game, in, in these games. The offense has been very efficient. So uh, he's a very good game planner. He's a very good schemer. I will say this. The one thing about Shanahan is he tends to get very, very conservative 
kind of the bigger the game, you know. So if you're looking at something like a, a fourth and one in the red zone, like his inclination is just to say, hey, take the point, take the point. move on. Yep. We don't need to win the game here. We know that's not Nick Sirianni's MO. You know, he, he's been uh, very <laughs> aggressive this season, and, you know, it, it's worked in the Eagles' favor. So that's like a huge storyline to me in this game is kind of that in-game management. I mean, you even saw it in the end of the first half last week, the Niners, yeah. they get the ball with a lot of time on the clock, a lot of timeouts, and he's running the ball uh, a couple times. Eventually they get a field goal, but he wasn't one of those guys who is going to keep his foot on the gas. So uh, I think that's certainly something to keep an eye on. And, you know, D'Amico Ryans has done a fantastic job. I mean, they've got players on defense. There's no doubt about it. But I think over the last two years, They've kind of overachieved even the talent that they have there. I mean, they had a lot of injuries last year, and they still were a top-five defense. They've been a top-five defense this year. So, uh, yeah, they're absolutely a very well-coached team. Mm, Shil Kapati of the Ringer, uh, what do they ask Brock Purdy to do? Because just like you had said in, in, in your first answer, I think a lot of people are waiting for that bubble to burst, and what better or what more place that makes sense than on the road NFC championship game. He really had, I mean, most of his games in the regular season had been at home. So he's not going to see an atmosphere. He's not going to see a team as good as the team they're playing on Sunday in the Eagles. But like, what do they generally ask him to do? And, and how much does he need to do to win this game? Yeah. Kyle Shanahan, if you told him, Hey, you can use kind of a, a joystick or a remote control and operate the quarterback the entire game to do exactly what you want to do. Uh, he would love that. That's like his ideal. You know, some coaches say, let the players, you know, do it. You, you got to trust them. That That's not Kyle Shanahan. He wants the ball to go to the right place where the play is designed to go uh, every time. And so they work the middle of the field really relentlessly with guys like Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and uh, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. Like that's where they want to throw the football is between the numbers, not outside the numbers. And so I think if you're the Eagles defense, you have to come up with ways thematically to say, no, we're not just giving you those easy throws over the middle of the field. We're forcing you to the outside. Now, the one difference between Purdy and Garoppolo, or, or the main difference in my opinion, is that Purdy will try to make those second reaction plays where, hey, it's not there right away. Uh, I'm going to scramble a little bit. I'm going to buy time. I'm going to make a play. And he's had a lot of success with that. But if you watch all of them, there are also plays where you're going, man, he just got away from that sack or he just threw the ball away uh, at the right time. So to me, that is a huge key. When you take away kind of his initial read, his a couple reads, the pressure gets there, he starts scrambling. Is that going to turn into a sack fumble or a turnover or a negative play? Or is that going to turn into like a George Kittle 30-yard completion like we saw last week? That, that to me is really a big key in this game. He almost held on to the ball too long last week before the half, right? Was that last week or the week oh, before? Oh, yeah. He walks a fine line. One second, <laughs> yes. one second on that clock, maybe the clock operator. You got some home cooking. That was there. definitely Is home cooking. Yeah, yes. no, no doubt about it. Like, you watch some of them, and then you go, wait a minute. How has he not turned the ball over? Because you're watching the games going. There are opportunities yeah. there, so you, you got to capitalize on those opportunities. Yeah, and I brought that up, Shield, just because he, he's still a rookie quarterback, so the in-game situation and understanding what he's supposed to do in those situations. He still needs experience in those. I brought up that play because right before the half, he's supposed to throw that ball away sooner than what he did to preserve that field goal, and he almost held on to the ball too long by going through his progressions when really at the first read wasn't there. I'm sure Cal Shanahan said, throw the ball away, don't get sacked. No, no doubt about, about it, and, and that was a seven-point game there, if he doesn't get rid of the, that ball with one second left, that's three points, you know, it, it's, a, yeah. it's an even tighter game. So yep. those situations absolutely uh, matter. And, you know, it, it's understandable, honestly. The guy is, is a He's rookie. He's a rookie, yeah. He, yeah, he hasn't played a lot, and so you can understand what's happening there. But it's still a factor specifically on the road in this environment, which is going to be pretty special, as we know. All right, Shiel, what do you got? What, what happens Let's, on Sunday? Yeah, you know, a lot of times you guys have been asking me this for five years, and I'll be honest, a lot of times I don't have a great feel for the game, but I say, hey, it's Thursday. I got to pick the game for you guys and for the ringer. I felt all week pretty good about this Eagles team. I like their matchups at wide receiver against those, those Niners cornerbacks. I like their matchup with their pass rush against that 49ers uh, offensive line there. What I mentioned about uh, Shanahan being a little conservative with his in-game management, I think that could potentially work in the Eagles' favor. And at the end of the day, this has been a very good team all season long, and you have a rookie quarterback uh, coming into your house 
you're playing at home, and you have, what, 21 of 22 starters? Healthy 22 if Avante Maddox plays? I mean, that's unheard of at this stage in the season. So I look at all those things working in the Eagles' favor. Listen, maybe I'll be wrong, but I actually like the Eagles to win this one by double digits. I've got Eagles 26, 49ers 14. Mm, I like that. Uh, before we get you out of here, Shill, uh, Frank Wright got hired today by the Carolina Panthers. Um, just want to get your thoughts on or something you may be hearing around the league as far as what's the trickle-down effect here and how does that affect possibly what, you know, with the Eagles coordinators? Are they still a hot commodity? What, what, what does that mean with Frank Wright going to Carolina? Honestly, I think that, that I guess, surprised me a little bit, but I think Sean Payton is the guy everybody's waiting for. They're saying, is he going to make a decision? Is he just going to stay into TV? Like that, I thought, uh, was the big domino to fall. I think there are teams out there who have interviewed Payton and are wondering, is he going to get back into coaching this year, or is he just asking for the moon and might wait uh, another year here? So maybe with Wright being hired, maybe this weekend we hear some, there's been some murmurs that maybe Payton's just going to wait a year and see what's open next year. I think once teams get some clarification on that, then you'll see some of these other candidates start to get hired and some of these openings start to get filled. Mm. Shield, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, brother. We'll talk to All you. right, guys. Talk to you next week. Yep. There he is, Shield Kapadia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess, but like D'Amico, any coordinators that's going to be in the Super Bowl isn't going to get hired until after the Super Bowl. It'll be like kind of assumed it just won't become official. Well, nobody's leaving their post to go right. take a job. Yeah. Right. So it's it's possible that if one of the coordinators that are in the Super Bowl, which is, you know, I would say likely gets one of these jobs, then you're going to have to technically wait. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not – if Sean Payton's not, not taking any of these jobs, then these other teams are going to have to settle on who their next – candidate is and Jonathan Gannon very well may be one of those candidates Shane Sykin might be one of these yeah she'll say something very important there pertaining to Sean Payton he wants control so if he can't find an organization where he's I don't know has final say on personnel and control everything else then maybe he's like ah I don't want to get involved right now so um and <laughs> he may be in a rule he and he may be in for a rude awakening because a lot of these organizations aren't giving coaches that type of control anymore. They don't need to. It's working with having a uh, front office that makes certain decisions. You're the coach. You worry about what's on the football field. That's working for a lot of organizations. I'm not sure how many people out there want to give total control over to a head coach. Well, and a first-round pick on top of it. Oh, and first-round pick on top of it. I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, he's not free. Yeah. And you got to pay him. He wants $20 million a year mm-hmm. on top of it. Yeah. Now, if you're the Broncos, I mean, what, what do you got to lose at this point? They have new ownership. <laughs> yeah, you're you know? right. Yeah, I don't even know who the GM is in Denver. It's George uh, Patton. Yeah, former uh, World War. Yes. General Patton. <laughs> he's been General around. Patton. like He's he's good in the trenches, they say. Yeah. He really so, knows the trenches. So so he was, he was hired as the GM. He hired Hackett, bad hire. Mm-hmm. Um, so are they going to, does that mean they're going to whack him after one year? And then, cause you're right. Sean Payton's not coming in. Sean Payton's bringing his guy in to work for, right? Well, that, well, that's what he thinks he's doing. Well, at least that's like, he'll take a job this year. If that's the case. Now, maybe next year, if he wants to get back into coaching, he may have to say, okay, like if he goes to Houston, there's a GM that's already there. That would be, you know, like that would, I don't, I don't even want to say his boss, but there would be at least an equal power structure there. To, of course. As, These as, owners hire GMs as a liaison between them and the head coach. Like the owner doesn't want to be told what to do by a head coach and what he's going to do. There's like owners don't want that anymore, man. Like they don't want that anymore. So this whole collaborative effort thing, that, that's why you're seeing more owners involved now. That's why the guy in Indy is firing coaches and, and, and benching players. Yep. What is Chris Ballard? Like, what is he? He's just happy to have a job. He's happy he didn't get fired. Yep. So you let Jim Irsay do what he wants to do. Yep. No, no, I mean, but like, because that used to be the, the, it would be like, oh, we need to get this coach. Let's uh, give him full control mm-hmm. to, to keep him or to get him. And that never worked. Ah. They're not, they're not doing that anymore. No, they're not. I mean, you, so you have Belichick, you have Andy Reid. I'm trying to think who else even out there. Pete would, Carroll probably. And he, he has a John Schneider. He and has, he has a, GM. a GM. Yes. yes. He, he's yes. not running the, the entire ship like maybe. Well, he already he, has a working relationship. Right. So, I mean, I get that Sean Payton wants to bring his own guy in, but I, that doesn't mean an owner that's there does not like the GM that he has in place already, and now he's going to fire him yep. just to appease you. Yeah. 
So, I, I mean, Denver is a different situation. They seem to be clueless as far as I'm concerned. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, at this point, your best and only shot really is to bring in a guy like Sean Payton and say, you know what, if he can fix them and we can, and, and we, boom, like maybe we have a shot. Mm-hmm. That's their best shot. All right, 215-592-9494. As we're now less than 72 hours away. Ike Grace, to the start, the kickoff, to the NFC Championship game. As we sit here on a Thursday, how are we feeling about the game? Have we gotten more anxious? Shield senses that there's more confidence than he ever remembers in a, in a playoff game this week. So do I. Yeah. I sense the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sense the same thing. Let's see what the people say. Jay and Lansdale. Hi, Jay. Hey, how are you doing, guys? What's up, Jay? What's up, Jay? Uh, not much. Hey, Johnny Mark, you are a worrier, dude. You worry enough for, like, 10, 15 people. Like, the day – as soon as they win on Sunday, on Monday – I, I, I waited till – I gave one worry Tuesday, and then we had worry Wednesday yesterday, and I gave some more worries. Yes. And you're following into Thursday. Well, I mean, they, 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 so, I, so I, could, I could do one of two things. I could just say, go Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, or I could actually try to talk about the game and some of the things that I'm worried about in the game. Yes, as I did today. True, true. Okay. True. I'm, not worried about, I'm not worried about this. You know, the, the, the 49ers, all they do is dink and dunk. They run the football. They don't throw over the top. They, like, they get the yards after the play, which mm-hmm. is, you know, a screen game, and they run the ball right – like, they try to run the ball down their throat. We do the same thing, but we have the advantage. We can throw over the top. They got a they got a second uh, a, a scary um, um, uh, a secondary that you can throw over their their True. heads. Like look what Metcalf uh, Metcalf did to them. Like I'm not worried about it. And if AJ Brown already had a, a hundred yard um, you know game against them last year, I'm not worried about it because then you have Devonte Smith, then you have Miles Sanders. I mean, you have a three-headed running back committee by you know committee. So I mean, I'm not worried about it. I mean, this this game, and you're playing it at home. This game is literally like the stadium is going to be off the charts, like like how it was last last year, or in 2017 against the Minnesota Vikings. Like you, you okay. people heard that at two miles away. You know what I mean? Okay. All right, all right, man. Listen, so thank you. Then, well, I mean, all right. Well, then, then whatever. Like you do, you. I'll, I'll, I'll do me. I don't think I've, I've been extra worrying today, or like maybe I was last week when Elliot was already proclaiming it the easiest win in, in, in history of, uh, of the playoffs. Um, JB Chestnut Hill. JB, how are you? What's up? Hey, hey, all my friend. You're uh, taking, taking some heat for your worry here. I, I, I don't know. Whatever. What's up, JB? <laughs> What's up, JB? Cautiously optimistic. Uh, big like, how are you, pal? I'm good, brother. What's I happening? Think, I think, like, the key to this game, I mean, that's what we're really talking about, mm-hmm. um, is if you, especially when you saw that, that only touchdown in that game against San Fran, is there inside out blocking where, you know, you, you have two offensive linemen blocking down and you have a guard coming across and kicking out? Yeah. Like, that, that's something that Dallas is not big inside on. Like, we're fundamentally gigantic inside with our D tackles. Like, even if they got, even if they were able to move the ball, and Ike knows what I'm talking about, they could literally go into a root hog system where those two D tackles, you know, our, our tackle just drops down and takes it to the space eater. Mm-hmm. And then what's McCaffrey going to do at that point? He's got a bad calf. I mean, I think, I don't know, I think the, the true, the true X factor is really going to be Debo because he's such a Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I don't think, Trey, I don't. I don't think um, what's his name, Dre Greenlaw, is going to have a good day against Goddard. And I think, uh, I, I think Shadarius Ward gets eaten up by AJ. I mean, any yeah. Thoughts on that? Like, is, is oh yeah, the secondary. Yeah, the 49ers secondary has no chance against this. Um, I think as long as we can protect, yeah, as long as we can protect the receivers that we have, we'll, we'll eat up the 49ers secondary. Right. I think you'll probably see some combinations of somebody going out. And chipping Bosa just to slow mm-hmm. him down. Mm-hmm. I mean, he takes plays off. I mean, the end of that game, he wasn't even in at you know against against Dak. I, obviously, he's a great rusher. He's got 18 sacks or whatever. He's got some number. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's I think if our quarterback stays upright, I think it's a pretty even game. Um, as far as not to go too far off topic, but I completely disagree with Shield with the coaching thing. I don't think there's. I think a lot of teams in the NFL learned 
from that John Gruden mistake about trading first-round draft picks for coaches. For coaches, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the biggest kryptonite. Because, look, coaches, aren't they don't count against the cap. So you can write a blank check. You could say, Jimmy Johnson's coming out of retirement. Let's give him $35 million a year. And everyone will be like, great, who cares? But when you're talking about taking draft capital away from a team, especially a team like Denver or another team that needs, like – Well, and Denver has – Yeah, Denver has already given away all their draft picks. Yeah, you're yeah, right. It's, it's yeah. just like Houston, too. They're a mess from Bill O'Brien. So, so I think that's what it is, and, and I don't I don't really see Peyton as a domino. I think Peyton was – he was a luxury. He's going to play the game, and I don't think anything's going to happen from it. I think he stays on the sideline unless somebody gets some sort of miraculous deal for him. Yeah. I mean, listen, I it it – if if he was a guy that somebody wanted, per se, you've had plenty of time to talk with him, um, get a feel for what he's looking for. You know New Orleans wants compensation for him. If you really wanted him as an organization, you'd be willing to fork over the compensation. compensation. I mean, that's what Tampa did when they fired Tony Dungy. They said, okay, we got to give away two first-round picks for John Gruden? Sounds good. Yeah, uh, we're willing to do that. We got a team that can win. We just need another coach. So a team will do that. So And they can also do it with the checkbook too, right? Like we know that they, they need to, you need to give them a high, a high pick, a first-round draft pick. But also if he's kind of like, well, I don't know if I want to come there, how about $25 million a year? Well, like, that's just stupid. Well, but, but with John Gruden, the Raiders gave him, and now it seems like peanuts, but the Raiders gave him a, a 10-year contract or whatever because that's what they needed to do to get him out of the booth mm-hmm. and to get him to be their head coach. Now, it didn't exactly Which was also a mistake, him. yes. <laughs> Which was also a mistake. But it's another, it's another point of this is why not a lot of NFL teams are doing it these days. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I just don't think a coach has that great of an impact. I just don't. I mean, as a matter of fact – Sean Payton's trying to do exactly what John Gruden did, which was John Gruden brought his own GM who really just did what John Gruden told him to do. No offense to Mike Mayock, but John Gruden was the boss. He had a $100 million contract. He's the only one who had the job security for 10 years. So he hired someone that would do what he wants. That's what Sean Payton wants to do. And so I – it didn't work, so I don't see why an owner would jump at that opportunity to do that with Sean Payton. It chipped – Chip hired Ed Manowich to come in and be his. But that was only a three-year deal. That wasn't no, a five-year deal. But, but the point of it is that he brought in his guy when he yeah. wanted control, and that's when he went. That's when they went downhill. That's when they crapped out. Yeah. Hasn't worked out a lot. 215-592-9494. Marks and Reese. Yesterday we brushed off the 49ers injury report, but what about today? We'll give you the latest on 49ers injuries. Yeah, nobody's playing Sunday. They got it to sign guys off the it's practice squad. Funny that line hasn't moved yet, has it? Uh, two and a half exactly, when I checked before yeah, the line ain't moved yet. We'll discuss it on the other <laughs> yeah, side. That line ain't moved yet. Marks and Reese on ninety four WAP. Hey, listen, even a wager that misses can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just place an NBA one game parlay wager with four legs or more, and if you miss one leg, you'll receive up to twenty five dollars back. Just opt into the promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. So go ahead, take your favorite NBA star to score big, the home team to cover, and the over in points. Just opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to $25 back if you miss one leg. Bet I'm Jim. We know, we know it's going to be loud. Uh... You know, um, but no stadium is as loud as ours. But at the end of the day, you know, they're at home, NFC Championship. They're gonna be all riled up, and you know, it don't it don't really too much. We don't really too too much feed into all that. You know, we put the pads on and just go to work. Bill, Debo, <laughs> Debo Samuel. Yeah, Debo. Sounds easy. Yep. Yeah, we'll oh, see. So their stadium sucks. I mean. <laughs> It never gets loud there. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, he, yeah, he's yeah, San Francisco. I mean, man. Kevin Franzen's a season ticket holder. And he's like, I mean, first of all, it's been there for what, a decade now? Or at least five years. Mm-hmm. And he's Probably, like, yeah. we don't even have an identity there yet. Right. The link came out with a little bit of an identity. Well, and I think, I could be wrong. Somebody will correct me. Did they, um, oh, no, that was the other way around. That was Golden State built their arena in San Francisco. 
The Niners are in like Santa Clara. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're a, a drive yeah. out there. Didn't they? Wasn't it like? Well, I knew it wasn't where old Candlestick was. At. I knew it, it wasn't there. Right. No, it's. Yeah. I, I don't know how far Santa Clara is from where Candlestick right. was, but it's. It's. I mean, not significant, but it's. You know, not like a ten or fifteen minute drive. I don't think. Um, well, they don't have any other teams there, so it's not like they can't make the drive. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. no, especially for uh, especially for eight or nine games a year, or then preseason games. No, nah, it's almost like whatever. Just, it's just fine. Lost the Raiders. You, yep. Yeah, you got nothing but the 49ers out there. Um, yeah, didn't they at their stadium? Didn't wasn't there like a thing where they, it was so sunny on like half of the field or something like that early on in the tenure? I just remember there were, there were not rave reviews about their stadium out there anyway so uh so ike uh the the injury reports out mm-hmm. for the niners mm-hmm. kyle shanahan says christian mccaffrey calf eliza mitchell groin won't practice again today debo ha- has an ankle and um and charles omenahue has an oblique he is going to play he there were, it was a domestic violence thing that happened here i was it set monday i guess sunday or monday mm-hmm. Uh, so he's going to be limited with an oblique, but two won't practice, and those other guys will be limited. So I, I mean, it's so it's it's Thursday. Is this is this something that's to you? No, nah, it means nothing. They'll both be playing Sunday, all of them. Right. Mm. I mean, at the very least, they're not. We yeah, they're going to play. Well, nobody's one hundred percent healthy. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're going to play Sunday. Yeah, we'll see how healthy they are Sunday, but they. I mean, they didn't leave the game early this past Sunday. They didn't leave the game. They were Christian McCaffrey has been dealing with a calf injury, so this is just maintenance, I believe, to where he's not practicing. So you just don't put extra stress on it. You're giving him extra days of rest. You already know what Christian McCaffrey can do. He doesn't need to be out there. No, no. Mm. And neither does Debo. Debo had an ankle injury for what eight weeks, I believe. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yep. So that's just extra rest. That's all that is, so that you're fresher on Sunday. Right. Jack, you think it's more than that? It seems like that you're not buying it. Well, not really. I just it might be it just maybe they are a little banged up heading into Sunday and they're not as, I believe they are banged yeah. up, but they're going to play. They're gonna play the point. But maybe they're not maybe they're eighty percent instead of ninety percent or whatever. And it gives a little bit of advantage. That's fine. always banged up. Listen, that's. I'm not telling you they're not banged up. I'm just saying you're going to drive yourself crazy trying to. You're not a doctor. You're not examining them, so you don't know how healthy or injured they are. Nobody does. But San Francisco. The point is they're going to play Sunday. If there was a chance they may not play, then I would find it worthy. Yeah, yeah. They're going to play Sunday. Not a game time decision. A a hundred percent. They're going to play Sunday. They'll, They'll play Sunday. All right. Well, Jack was uh, Jack was busy today because he was. All you gotta do is watch the line. The line will tell you whether or not the guys are playing Sunday. Right. Just like Pat Mahomes when it when it was exactly. like, no, he's fine. He's gonna play. Exactly. Now they're favorites. Exactly. That line's crazy. It went to the, the Bengals were two and a half when it looked like man. I don't know how soon he was gonna be injured and and more injured Limited, than yep. what they thought he was. And the guys out there at practice yesterday. I was shocked by that. Full practice. So shocked to the point where I'm leaning Kansas City. Yeah, it totally changes the way you think he's, about the he's, game. He's huh? playing. Yep. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, he's, like, he's, he's, he's And he may not, not be limited. Not only much. is he playing, he's not walking around in a boot or on crutches right now. He practiced. They're not resting him all week. No, I, he I, just had a high ankle sprain. I heard someone say that when he when he left the podium, people were kind of looking, like see him yeah. walking up and leaving. You wouldn't have known he was injured. Yeah, yeah. So you're getting almost a hundred percent. Pat Mahomes was totally changing. He's certainly on getting somebody who is going to be some statue back there that, that you're going to take advantage of. Yep. Yep. So I, I don't know, but that game is going to be tight, like it like it should be. I I mean, it should be a good game. You don't want to see Patrick Mahomes injured and he can't play, and it gives an easy road for the Bengals to get to the Super Bowl. So you know, Patrick Mahomes is a great player. I like to see great players play. Yep. So he's going to play Sunday. Yeah. That's a good one. That's uh, Chiefs are uh, a point favorite. Man, I don't want to see Chad Henney out there playing Sunday. No. It's the last thing you want to see. Jack, do you like Kansas City in the game on, on Thursday? Yeah, I think there's a little too much ba- uh, Bengals thirst. Mm-hmm. There's Man. some Bengals thirst right now. Well, just justified. Ju- I, well, part of it is they just beat a pretty damn exactly. good football team, and then the quarterback was injured for the team they supposed to play. Exactly. So I think, I think it went swung too far one direction, and I think it comes back. Chiefs win. Well, the, line, the line is already swung. And if you like the Chiefs, take yeah. them now before it goes up another point or two, which could happen <laughs> before kickoff. Uh, Twitter questions today brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. If you're getting engaged, the place to go is Mark's Jewelers, the home team. Best selection of diamond engagement rings to fit every budget. Visit MarksLifeAndJewelers.com. Jack was a guest on a – we'll get right to the phone. Jack was a guest. Where were you a guest today? Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, see that? They call it the uh, New York City of the Southwest. Is that right? Yeah, it's huge. Yep, big market. I didn't know that. So Jack was. Uh, so they were asking you your Eagles takes. Uh huh. How long of an interview was it? I think it was like fifteen to fifteen to twenty minutes. So they went the long. Yeah. When you when you get a big guest like this, you usually extend that uh, that hour a little bit longer. <laughs> yep. There you I go. I tried to make a joke before I came on, and then like. Fell flat? Co- completely fell flat. And, then, and that's always a good way to start off a conversation. <laughs> what was the joke? Well, no. It's like, so one of my favorite uh, artists is from Oklahoma, Zach Bryan. And I was listening to him on my drive-in today, and I was like, oh, it's kind of funny. He's from Tulsa. I thought they'd be like, ha-ha, that's our guy. And then they were like, so what about the Eagles? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, this is awkward. So were you talking the nuts and bolts old sports radio guy that probably didn't know who Zach Bryan was? Probably, if I had to guess, yes. There you go. Yeah. Mm. All right, well, you'll, you'll know next time when you're, uh, they no bring you back. No jokes allowed, yes. Yeah, when they bring you back before the Super Bowl. There you go. And, of course, Ike's very busy with interview requests and things like that. So, before, before a big football game, uh, yeah. people want to talk to Ike Reese. Yeah. All right, let's go to D. D is in Glassboro, New Jersey. Hi, D. Hi, Mark. Hi, Reese. Hi, Jack. How you guys doing? What is up, D? Hey, D. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good about this game. Um couple different reasons like i don't feel like our defensive line is getting the respect that they really have earned this whole Mm. season like they have 68 sacks on the season there's four guys with over 10 sacks each i don't think i don't think that purdy is ready to be harassed as much as he is going to be and i feel like our secondary like they're all just going to be there to pick it off Hmm, so you're you, you defensively, you're feeling really good about this game, D. Defensively, I'm feeling very good. I'm also feeling very good about AJ Brown because he's bitter, not because he wasn't <laughs> getting the ball thrown to him, because he wasn't getting open. Ah, like, you didn't you think know? also you don't think you don't think he was getting open Saturday night. I I thought he was actually being defended fairly well. Okay. So, you know, I feel like he thinks he could have done his job better to get open. To get the ball. Oh, so you think it's more that, of a frustration at himself for at not? Himself. Okay, I got you now. I got you. Yeah, that's what I'm. And I feel like he's going to use that as motivation. Also, he's already done it. He has a he has a history with that team of being able to produce. So I'm feeling pretty good. Do I still think it's going to be a close game? Absolutely. Um, but I also feel like Jalen, as I have said before, is always going to do enough to win. Right. Yeah. He's just going to pull it out. Yeah, I, I tell you what, there, there is something to having, you, having that comfort of knowing your guy, if called upon, you believe he'll have the, the ability to do it. Um, this is an honest question. I'm just thinking off the top of my head with Jalen. 
the indie game. I think the Arizona game was close enough. That was that was a close game to where, you know, that final drive where he went down and put yeah. points on the board mattered. That was a close game. I'm just trying to think of close games we've had this year to where you can get somewhat of an idea how he's going to perform if the game is close in the fourth quarter and that sort of thing. So the the two that I can think of is the Arizona game and, and the uh, Indianapolis Colts game. And I just remember some of the throws – in that game uh, that he made that weren't necessarily routine throws or the runs that he had in the Indianapolis game where he he decided nobody's open. I got to take off and do this on my own. Like the two times that I could think of offhand that he had those circumstances where he needed to be the guy late in the game, he's come through. Yeah. He's come through. So he hasn't – yeah, we haven't lost a game where it's like, oh man, we had the ball late and Jalen couldn't come through for us late in the game. Like he couldn't, he didn't lead us on a game winning drive, right? We used to say that the I think the year before we had a few of those games, uh, where we lost some close games where he was still developing. But, but this year, this year, no? Yeah, the 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 Chargers game comes to mind where they lost last the game. Year, yeah. They lost the game, but he drove the Eagles down and said, didn't he do like a jack? Didn't he get hit and he did like a flip in the air or something by the by the sideline? Oh yeah. Uh something like that. But he drove them down and they took the lead and they ended up losing the game because there was still I forget how much time left in there. But I remember coming away from that game being like, that was a really clutch drive, right? Like they needed to go down and score a touchdown and he kinda of, in, in my memory, it reminded me of the Indianapolis where he was more or less like, hey, listen, if I got to do this with my legs, I'm going to do it with my legs. And he got it done. But you're right. Like, other than that, I was just looking at, at all the games this year. He scored with about three minutes to go in the Arizona game, and they were behind going into that. We know that they came from from two possessions back in from Indianapolis. Uh, but other than that, games were pretty much decided going into the fourth quarter. There might have been spots where they needed another score to put them away, but there was no, hey, you're behind, here's the ball, you got three minutes to go, go down and score a touchdown, mm-hmm. other than those two spots right there. Yeah, they scored 14 points in the fourth against the against the Colts. And um, so I guess that was the most impressive come behind. For, only those two instances this year that they did it. So if they need them to do it in this game, Kenny. Rios, North Philly, Rios, go ahead. What's going on, Hard Chargers? Rios. What's up, Rios? Yo, what's up, guys? Look, check it out. Y'all know I'm not, you know, one of them. I'm not like an everyday caller type of guy, but y'all already know what time it is with what's going on for this week or whatever the situation is. And I'm not ready to just hear about these damn sixes. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? I don't care about that. I'm not ready about that. I'm like, no, hell no. So, look, this this is my thoughts. That was a good win last night, though, Rios. Come on. That was a good win. Oh, I, look, let me tell you something, man. It was, it was a good win last night. Joel Embiid should have done better. I see how everything was going, but look, at the end of the day, man, these guys got to – I can't really get hyped up until like the damn second pass, the second round, whatever it is. And look, it, there was no defense yesterday. How do you score 40 points almost in each damn quarter? Like, man, that, man, that, man, that stuff sucks. That's suck, sucker man, for whatever. you. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, that's that's a, sucker defense, yep. Yeah, sucker defense. And when Ben Simmons is in town, you gotta. I don't, man. Look, you gotta destroy him. You gotta do. And man, look, I, I could tell you the nasty stuff I used to do when I played basketball, bro. Don't go up for a rebound. But anyway, look, Uh-oh. man. Um, yeah, because I, I got a mindset. Just let me say this real quick. I always had a mindset that I was Charles Barkley when I was playing uh, basketball, and I always had a mindset when I played football that I was a wide receiver. Coaches always wanted me to make me a running back. I didn't have a running back mind. Coaches wanted to make me a guard. Yeah, I could shoot, but they used to get pissed when I was under the court. But anyway, that's the other story. I'm a boxer. That's what I do. But, look, this is my thoughts right now before I blow a gasket tomorrow since I haven't gotten no sleep. But anyway, Players, I, I, I believe they're ready. I believe they're ready. They're going to be ready with themselves and ready for this game. One thing I'm believing is, look, this is a coaching game. Right now, the coaches do what they got to do. The coaches know, look, all y'all got to do is what? The high percentage is what y'all best at in offense and defense. Do that. Now, with the players who got a lot of mouth, who talk about themselves, let me start with, let me just go with Darius. Look, man. We need you. At the end of the day, we need you. If you set, look, you're a captain for the first time. 
man. Ain't nothing like having the keys to the city in Philadelphia. Ain't nothing like that. Look, hey, hey, gentlemen, I told my mom this, and my mom already know. If Nick Foles come in at 3 o'clock in the morning and knock on my mom's door, I told my mom, hey, cook some breakfast, mom. Don't worried where you were going. Out, out. With, with that one, Rios. <laughs> we all we all looked up and out. Had the same reaction. I think he called himself, is what I think he called. <laughs> if Nick Foles is knocking on your door at three in the morning, fixing some breakfast. All I right. need to see the package. That's one yeah. way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> were you talking about making bacon and eggs, yeah. Rios? One sir. way of putting it. Yeah. Appreciate the dedication, yeah. Rios. Can't we just say he's never got to buy a beer here? You know why is that? I come over to the house oh, at yeah. four in the morning yeah. and did, like it's a diner. <laughs> There's something else. <laughs> making booty calls at three in the morning. Yeah, listen. Moms, man. Yep. Right from the bar. And Rios offered her up, man. What's, what's up with that? That's unbelievable. Come on, Mr. Mom. So, Jack, I'm, I'm looking at the guy you went on with in Tulsa. He's at, he's at least 75 years old. Well, I think that's the coach. That's the old uh, Oklahoma State head coach. Is that who you went on with? No. Well, he wasn't there yet, apparently. Football or basketball? Football. Pat Jones? Yeah, Pat Jones. He's behind. uh, They had a dude. It was like a 45-second intro of just Pat Jones. (laughs) Meanwhile, the co-host was the only one doing the show. Uh, But he the second most wins in Oklahoma State history. (laughs) So, hold on. So, the the open. Mike Gundy? Yeah, behind Mike Gundy. Yep. So, Real, so the intro said that said I mean was it being was it being sarcastic no, or was, it was, it was okay. setting up the show yeah I was like oh man I got to listen to this show I Second. think we might need to start doing that for Marks and Reese so you talked with <laughs> a Eric one time pro bowler one of the, like, I think it's a good idea and the pride of Whatever Upper Moreland like Reese <laughs> were you on with Eric Gee yes Eric Gee yeah. Eric Gee yeah what, how's it look. <laughs> he looks like he hosts in Tulsa, Oklahoma from 10 to 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. <laughs> not a bad thing. Not necessarily a bad not thing. Not a mountain area. Yeah, for I sure. Know, it's good Tulsa sports talk. I, I, I can imagine it's fantastic. <laughs> Jack's on for 15 minutes talking about the – were they asking about other sports or Matt Rule? No, strictly birds, man. <laughs> wow. No, I was like, I was going to make like a, you know, they're, they're talking thunder, I guess. I was one of the returns. Too. Oh, they're, yeah, they're, you got oh, thunder. Oh, you had some thoughts yeah. on OKC. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you had some thoughts I was on like, is Josh Giddy getting me a triple double tonight? <laughs> Jack, yeah, why don't you just go on and start doing your show? Forget about Eric Gee. No, I know, just start giving out takes. Yep. SGA's, you know, he's SGA. a great player, yep. yeah. Yep. I'm sure you have better opinions than well, on we'll get hot. Yep. thunder we'll you Russell do. Westbrook. <laughs> is, he, is he going in the Hall of Fame as a, as a tires number? Yeah, yeah you know tires number. <laughs> yeah, they probably will. You would. I was, so do they? Do they like Russ there, or they? I guess they would. Right? They, they would. Should. Yeah, yeah, Russ wanted to stay would. there. They so, they traded Russ. Right. Russ so, didn't force his way out. Jack comes on and says that they shouldn't retire his number, and <laughs> he's overrated, and that would get a rise out of people. All right, Jimmy's in Philly. Jimmy, how are you, buddy? What's going on? listening for a while um i just want to say man i'm so confident now I'm, I'm more confident this week i think one thing people don't want to talk about is uh is Hoosier, man he's a he's a natural born leader i think he's got the whole squad ready um calm just focusing on their fundamentals and uh you know every, he keeps emphasizing hunger you know you don't you don't hear a lot of these other teams talk about being hungry they're just like yeah we're doing what we got to do yada yada this team is so hungry. Like, all they want is to bring it back to Philly, and they're not going to stop until, you know, it comes back. And back, you know, talking about the A.J. Brown thing, man, let them think that it's going to go to him. We're, they're not going to force it to him. We got way too many options. We got way too many people. And, you know, just let the game play out. Yeah, I think that's the way you go about doing it. And I think A.J. hopefully understands that. And, and ultimately – his goal should be to get in the Super Bowl, like to win a championship, to have that ring associated uh, with his name, right? He played in the AFC championship game a couple years ago against Kansas City. I think he was in that game, right? Was he in that game against Kansas City a few years ago? Would have had to be, right? Yeah, Tennessee, unless he, unless he came the next year. That was the year, I believe, 18? Kansas City won the Super Bowl that year, I think. Remember they had, to, they had to come back. They were down twenty to nothing or something like that. Two straight weeks, 
Houston first, yes, and then Houston, it was Tennessee. Yes, yes. I think it was Tennessee, and and that was the year Tennessee went to New England. That was Brady's last year in New England. Tennessee beat New England. Mm-hmm. Then they went to Baltimore, beat Lamar MVP, and then they lost to Kansas City. Yeah, and then Houston was the AFC Championship game. I'm pretty sure. I think Tennessee was. They were. They were because he played in three playoff games in 2019. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Houston was that divisional round. Yeah, they so they lost to Kansas City 35 to 24. Yeah, and they were winning that game. His rookie year, they were. No, it, it was back to back. It was like, it was like 21 so. to nothing. Yeah. And 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 quick, and they turned it around quick. Yeah. So he that was his rookie year. Yeah, he had three catches for 51 yards okay. in that game. And then last year they were number one seed, but they lost they that lost, first game right. in the divisional round to Cincy. Right. Which was a close game as well. He well, he had a good game. Five catches, 142, and a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, the the outside corners are the weak spot of that defense. So you better believe the Eagles know that. <laughs> like the Eagles know that. So AJ's going to get – I would say this. Anytime touchdown, AJ Brown is a pretty good bet this week. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good bet this week. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the thing about the, about the Giants game is that – Jalen didn't really throw the ball outside of the first couple drives. Last so week, yeah. Yeah, last week. It's not mm-hmm. like that Devontae had 185 yards and Quez Watkins had no. seven targets or whatever. Yeah. So We're going right. A.J. Brown anytime touchdown. Lock that in. Yeah, lock that in. We're yeah. going Jalen over 50 yards rushing and a, and a, and a and anytime a touchdown. touchdown. Yep. Parlaying that all together. <laughs> and we're taking Eagles money line. That's, that's, that's your parlay for Sunday. How many legs is it? That's love four, it. That's four legs. I love it. We don't need to get too wild. That's the, the, the Jack Fritz official parlay of the day. I'm going to stay off the Jalen Hurts 50 yards rushing. Dude, he's going he's to have 100. I'm he's going their, with the anytime touchdown, though. He's their only rushing attack that's going to work on Sunday. Oh, you think? Yeah. Oh. Listen, if Mariota's going for seventy, you yeah, know, yeah, I hear you there. So, so do the you. do the Niners take away take away the running backs and I say, Jalen, you if you're going to run, you're going to have to do it. Boston Scott's odds are back up to plus like eight hundred for an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this, is not, this is a this is a hurts in the ground game and throwing game. This is an MVP game. This is a hurts okay. game. It is. Mm. I heard Joe talking about that last night, and um, he's putting it all on Jalen. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not putting it all on Jalen, but I understood what he was saying. Like, it it is about the quarterback. It just is. P- I mean, it if, just pe- is. if people are talking you up that you're getting robbed from the MVP, yeah. all right. Well, this is a game where you can show people that you got robbed for the MVP. It's true. Going up against Brock right. Purdy. This isn't Joe Montana or Steve Young. You're going up up against. I didn't like. I didn't like the fact that Joe was hard on on, on my guy five. But, you know, sometimes the truth hurts when you're talking about not coming up against certain teams. Now, you know, I've always said we didn't come up big against those teams. But his point was when the other areas of the team aren't playing well, if you have an elite quarterback, that guy has to be the guy that gets you over the top. Right. And and there is something to that. There There is something to that. It's, it's the only way the Bengals got to the Super Bowl last year. Yep. When the Chiefs has gone to the Super Bowl, it wasn't their defense that carried them there. It was Pat Mahomes having to do what he did that got them to the Super Bowl. We know what Brady has done for quarterbacks. When you look at the, the, the great ones who haven't made it there, they usually don't play well in that game. Yep. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, right, a, like, a, couple, like, a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. When, when so it, it is about that quarterback position playing well in that game. The one thing that we couldn't say before we go to break, one thing I can't say in defense of, of my brother, uh, Five, we didn't lose a championship game where he played like he played in the regular season right. at an elite level. We didn't lose a championship game where he played that way. Right. No, you're right. I mean, it really was a, a total team yeah. Loss. All right, 215-592-9494. By the way, 10 to win 142 on that parlay. Oh, I like that. <laughs> How about 100 to win 1,400? Yeah, no, we don't bet hundreds. I, yeah, I wouldn't I would either. Made the money over here. <laughs> yeah. you know, we go 10, 15 at a time. Yeah. I mean, 100 does win you 14. Yeah. yeah. For, you uh, big, for you big spenders out there. Yeah. If you think it's a lock, do it. Mm, well. That's what OG Wade is out there doing, man. That's how his. Yeah, but we haven't, that's how we haven't his heard. Slipped. I thought about that today. We haven't heard a lot of OG Wade giving his parlays on the yeah, air recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the <laughs> parlay dried up. Yeah, it's about time his thirty-leg parlay stopped hitting. 
Dude, it's been months since Wade's been talking about his parlays. Everybody goes to a cold street. Listen. <laughs> They're really starting to go after Ike Reese now. Coming up, uh, could Sunday be the last game for two Eagle greats? Mm, they gave their answers on possible retirement earlier today. You'll hear that coming up right after this. Back to your phones as well. Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. Hey, listen, if uh, cold weather has you thinking it's finally time to replace those old drafty windows and doors, then there's absolutely positively no better time than right now to make your home more energy efficient while taking advantage of Guida's big winter sales event because my good friends at Guida Door and Window are extending their big winter sale through the month of January by offering 40% off every window and door that you buy. And let's face it, right? I've had a couple of windows replaced in my home because I more or less had to, right? And I've had a, a, a door by got it. And I'm glad, I'm glad I did because they're great products. But like now, I, now we made the decision that we have to do the whole house, right? Like windows are old. The windows need to be replaced. Our energy bills are through the roof. So if you're in the same position as me, this is the time to do it because you're getting 40% off Every window and door that you buy, and I'm talking about great windows, energy-efficient replacement windows, expertly installed. It also includes free, high-performance, low-E glass. And if you need a new door, 40% off any door. That includes insulated entry doors, sliding patio doors, garage doors, and storm doors. And here's what I did, all right? 12-month interest-free financing. They also have low monthly payment plans to get your project started with no money out of pocket. So I'm not paying interest. I'm going to pay this off for over a year. That's the way to do it. Call the experts at Guida today to schedule a free in-home estimate. 877-GO-GUIDA. That's 877-GO-GUIDA or visit them at goguida.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.